0: We address Jesus truly present in the Blessed Sacrament, and as always, this true presence of Jesus is the best catechesis. There are so many lessons to be drawn. And this Eucharistic presence of Jesus falls in line very well with the topic of today's prayer. I ask you, Jesus, to help us penetrate the phrase deny oneself, that precondition to follow you. The first condition is that we truly desire to follow you, Jesus. In Sunday's Gospel, Jesus makes a bit of a scene his right hand collaborator who will initiate the papacy, the rock on which the church will be built, becomes a recipient of Jesus' most severe rebuke. Cannot get worse than that because he calls Peter his archenemy, calls him Satan, Peter attempts to dissuade Jesus from going to Jerusalem where he would suffer horrifically and end up dying on the cross. And it stands to reason that Peter would try to change his mind. And it's the second time Jesus addresses Satan. And the context of which he addresses Satan is the same in both instances. The first instance is after his long sojourn in the desert where he prayed and fasted. And essentially, the very first temptation was to push away the cross, not to embrace the makings of, Of this sacrifice on the cross which was at that time fasting take the easy way out turn the bread or turn excuse me turn the stones into bread in other words throw down the cross and again there's an attempt to dissuade Jesus from embracing suffering on our behalf and he comes up with a similar reproach. We could make the case that he's not personally reproaching Peter as much as addressing the evil one himself. These rebukes drive home the fact that the cross is very important for a follower. Not an easy teaching in the gospel, this precondition to discipleship, deny oneself and take up the cross daily to follow him. Lord, help us out here. We need your help to believe in the cross, not in a speculative way or theological way, but the cross that I'm invited to embrace. After that severe rebuke of Peter, Jesus teaches his closest collaborators the science of the cross. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Again, we Invoke the Holy Spirit, whose task is to help us penetrate the words of Jesus, apply it to ourselves personally, and put them into practice. First thing we notice is that Jesus doesn't say, If anyone would come after me, may he or she take up their cross. First, he says, we must deny ourselves. What does that exactly mean? Well, at face value, we realize that, especially in Lent, it could mean giving up listening to music or the news upon entering the car and instead maybe praying a few decades of the rosary. or the traditional self-denial of giving up chocolate or sweets or dessert or Facebook, one of those kinds of acts of self-denial, no easy feat. Or it could be, I'm going to give give up talking about myself. First, I'm going to draw somebody out. All those are valid ways of denying oneself. But without... Pushing aside these details, these resolutions of self denial, there is a macro message here that this self denial, and I don't mean to insult intelligences here, literally means self denial. It's not only design, denying my penchant for sweets or my inclination for news or my habit of going on the social media. But it's denying my whole persona. Self is who I am. It's my mind. It's my will. It's my heart. It's my entire being. How do I do that? Well, we open the gospel, and in a sense, the redemption begins to unfold when a teenage girl gives a colossal yes. When a teenage girl has denied herself Her first response to the vocational words of the Archangel Gabriel are, Be it done unto me, according to your word. The Latin word that packs so much meaning is fiat. Be it done unto me, according to your word. That is Mary of Nazareth. Obviously, only by divine intervention of the Holy Spirit, as our creed invites us to recite and proclaim, does the Son of God take on a human nature. That is obviously not a human work. But this is occasioned by a yes. And there's so much meaning in this. That this union with Jesus, this capacity to be filled with him and bring him into the world is contingent on our yes. Our self-denial. Not a piece of candy. Not... 15 minutes on, the, on social media not reading the sports section but our entire self. And this act of self-denial obviously to live it out totally is the work of a lifetime. But it must begin with this disposition of giving the Lord everything. We see in the lives of the saints, the saints are role models of being identified with Christ. And they're the ones who have been instruments of effectively bringing Jesus into the world or attracting him or drawing him. To many others. And we could use any role model we want. The traditional vocational story of Saint Francis of Assisi. He before his vocational commitment, he was a knight in Assisi, uh, uh, what we would call today a party animal great swordsman and probably jouster, uh, quite athletic, and he was a prisoner of war, if I'm not mistaken. There was a a small war between Assisi and another city-state, probably I think it was Perugia, and he was captured and he spent maybe a year in prison. and. His sojourn in jail afford him plenty of time to reflect on his life, and the grace of God was working in a very special way. And to make a long story short he draw the he drew the conclusion that there's only one way to follow Jesus, and that is to give him everything. And when he was released, he tried to persuade his father that he was called to be a follower of Jesus. And one fine day, he s- stripped himself of his rich garments, left his money at home, and gave up everything to follow Christ. Usually a The vocation to follow Christ is not so dramatic. But the idea is the same. When St. Josemaria saw those footprints in the snow on that cold day, as a teenager, those footprints were a vehicle through which the Holy Spirit spoke to him. where he was touched by the expression of self-giving on the part of the Carmelite walking barefoot in the snow as a way of offering penance to God, period. These footprints were a vehicle through which Jesus invited the young José María Scriva to follow him. And his response was basically to give himself totally to the service of the Lord, even though he wouldn't know for more than 10 years later what exactly that was. But his first response was, I will make myself totally available for God's will. I will change my plans perhaps to become an architect, to start a family, and I will pursue the priesthood just so that I'm totally at the service of Jesus Christ. So of any kind of vocation, the general vocation of being baptized or a vocation to matrimony or a vocation to the priesthood, or vocation to single life, whatever it may be, our response should be, if we are going to follow Christ in a close way, that I'm going to put him first in my life. He's going to be the center of my life. And notice that Jesus says, if you want to follow me, and here we are making our prayer, and we tell him, We certainly want to follow you, Jesus. This is always the case among his followers. We surmise that he's not looking for talent. He's, in a certain sense, he's not looking for even natural virtue, even though that certainly is a big help. We recall that miraculous catch of fish we recall the multiplication of the loaves and the fish we remember the miracle of Cana very diverse miracles but it falls in line with this whole idea of self-denial miraculous catch the Apostles were fishing all night and they were quite exhausted they had folded their nets they pulled an all-nighter they would return home fishless, they were hungry they were tired perhaps in an understandable bad mood and here comes along this divine carpenter asking them to go back and fish and they have enough experience to realize that if they spent the whole night fishing, catching nothing, probably would, they would not catch fish later on. And Peter expressed his sentiments to Jesus. Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. We're exhausted. We are not naturally inclined to go back into the lake and fish. But because you are asking us to do this at your word. I will lower than that. I don't know how long it took for them to fill their boats with fish, record catch of fish, and they finally bring their sinking boats to shore, unload the fish. Peter realizes that he's not in Jesus' league. He knows what he's made of prostrates himself in front of our Lord and says, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. And I'm sure Jesus had a longish conversation with him, telling him, what I need out of you to make you a fisher of men and women is that you deny yourself that you give yourself completely. And so the gospel says, even though it almost reads like an add-on, it's not, and there's no such thing as an add-on. They left all things and followed him. That is the condition of discipleship. We don't have time to go through the rest of the miracles in detail, to say the least, but the, the multiplication of the loaves and the fish. A young man had five loaves and two fish. And for Jesus to work that disproportionate miracle of feeding thousands and thousands of people, he needed to invite the young man to give up his five loaves and two fish. It was everything he had. And once he did that, he worked A spectacular miracle the miracle of cana the same thing they had to fill the containers to the brim hard work act of faith a bout of self-denial of self-giving and this wonderful story this incident when jesus is in the synagogue and rich people are giving generous donations he identifies this poor woman i read he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury and he saw a poor widow put in two copper coins and he said truly i tell you this poor widow has put in more than all of them for they all contributed out of their abundance but she out of her poverty put in all the living that she had that speaks volumes that is the condition to follow Jesus perhaps we could finish up reading this point in the way at a time when Saint Jose Maria was trying to get Opus Dei off the ground and invite people to pursue this light he received of striving to become a saint in the middle of the world, I read, what zeal men put into their earthly affairs, dreaming of honors, striving for riches, bent on sensuality, men and women, rich and poor, old and middle-aged, young and even children, all of them alike. When you and I put the same zeal into the affairs of our souls, then we'll have a living and working faith. And there will be no obstacle that we cannot overcome in our apostolic works. He said this when he did not see tangible results, but he was totally convinced of the importance of denying self, one's, one's heart, on behalf of following Jesus. We turn our attention To our role model, two role models, Mary and Joseph. Similar callings, similar response. Giving God a colossal yes. And what tremendous fruitfulness results from that. Mary, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. So that we have the confidence and faith to say yes to your son so that we could be effective instruments in this work called the new evangelization. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.